Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron, on this Saturday, August 27th, talking about, of course, the Rays on a hot streak, the Bucks playing tonight, Brady will be playing, along with anyone else that's not hurt, according to Bowles. Got to talk some golf, probably some fantasy football. The number here, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you're thinking. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizzeria. Serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza. An absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at Formaggio's.com. Or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formaggios.com. F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com. Formaggio's Pizzeria. It's what's cooking for dinner. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Let's get to it. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. First of all, congratulations to Tyler Glasnow on uh, agreeing to a contract extension with the Rays through 2023. The announcement was made yesterday. Uh, he's going to be making $5.1 million this year. We'll get $5.35 million next year and $25 million in 2024, which is the uh, first year that he would have been eligible for free agency. So it's great that we were able to tie him up. If you remember, he had Tommy John surgery last August. Last pitch for the Rays, I think it was in last June against the White Sox. So his rehab has been... That's similar to other people recovering from Tommy John surgery. He actually got to throw 21 pitches to a couple of minor leaguers before the game this past Tuesday. So I think that if you looked at what he's doing, his speed now is up to 97 miles an hour. And don't rule him out about coming back before the season is over. I think that's a possibility. And I really think that if that is the case then you're going to really see something special with this team because if you look at what the Rays are doing, we hung tight with all the injuries that we had. We've mentioned them so many times on this show, 14, 15, 16 people injured certain times during this season. Now we're starting to get people back. If you look, Margot came back. Ramirez came back. We're starting to get Franco. He had a little bit of a setback, but I'm confident that by the end of the season, we're going to have him back too. I think we've taken 11 out of 13 of our last games, which is saying something with, I know we swept the Angels. We took, um, I think it was three out of four from Kansas City. Uh, the Yankees, if you remember, uh, we, we took two out of three from them before that. So we've been playing well. Our pitching staff this year has been tremendous, especially the mid-relievers and the closers. I know I uh, talk with... 
uh, how frustrating it is sometimes with the starters. But I think the reason why I'm, I'm so amped here with Glass now with this news is because we would not have signed the extension if we didn't think that he would be able to come back and help sooner rather than later. So they must be seeing something positive with his rehab these last couple weeks, allowing them to go ahead and, and tie him up for a couple years like that. Now, saying that, I don't want to rush him back if he's not uh, ready to go, but think about it for a second. We stay where we are right now and get the first wild card, even the second wild card, um, like we're in right now, we get to the playoffs. I've said all along that one of the Achilles heels with this team is the starting rotation. Uh, starting rotation needs to be able to be intact. We need to have one, not having relievers starting the games maybe as that fourth start or whatever it might be and as effective as they have been throughout the season and that has been the Rays way the last several years it doesn't win penance and that's what we're trying to do we're trying to get out of the mindset of just making the playoffs and we need to get into the mindset of getting that program register with all the players of winning a championship. Now, can they compete with all the teams that are leading the majors right now? Yes, I, I definitely think so. The American League, of course, you have the Yankees, which we play very well against, as you have seen. And we have Houston, who I think is actually better than the Yankees in a lot of ways. But those teams have dependable, reliable starters that can go out there and in a seven-game series have the edge on most other teams, including us, if we're just going to use a makeshift starting rotation. However, if Glasnow is somehow able to return, and it looks that as though he may be able to, you put him in the rotation after McClanahan. So you got McClanahan, you got Glasnow out there, you have Rasmussen, who we'll talk about in a second, in the third spot, and then, you know, you put Kluber out there. All of a sudden, you have a starting rotation which can go out there and compete with the elite teams in the American League or even you know, the National League as well. Like I said, those four combined with the relievers and the bullpen that we have, we can go out there and, and make some noise in a seven-game series. Right now, going into the weekend, we're seven and a half games back. We've won six in a row, 69 games up, 55 games down, or game ahead of uh, Toronto. Uh, three ahead of uh, Baltimore, four ahead of Baltimore, Boston holding up the division, 17 back of the Yankees. Uh, can't count them out from you know giving us some problems. They always play us well. We'll see what happens this weekend up there. But if you look at what the Rays have done in the last week here since we've talked, like I said, 11 out of 13 games is is awesome for this time of the year. We're going to have a tough September from a schedule standpoint, no doubt. However, when we are playing at our best and hitting, that's what it takes for the Rays to be able to win and to you know be dangerous in the American League is to get the bats going. Ramirez had an RBI double in the 11th inning um, win over the Angels the other night. So, 
he goes out there since he's come back he's been playing great Margot is the spark to this team he came back last Saturday and it was nice I was able to get out to the game my wife and I went out there with a couple friends of ours enjoyed the game there are 20,000 fans in the stands that game I know they were giving out uh, raised coolers did not get one did have a foot-long hot dog, but did not have a cooler. But to see 20,000 fans in the stands was uh, amazing. That's what we need to do. Not 8,000, 7,000 like we're getting uh, during the week a lot of times. It, 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 we talk about that so many times on the show, how disheartening it must be. But you go out there, Rasmussen was pitching that game on Saturday. He was throwing a no-hitter through, I think, seven innings. He's working with two different curveballs right now. And I'll tell you, for the last four starts, I don't think any pitcher has played better in all of baseball than he has. He looks tough out there. So, again, you put him in the uh, mix, him, and you put McClanahan. Now, he, uh, no, McClanahan, for some reason, when he's out there, when he has a start, we just do not get him any runs. I mean, I don't know if he's won a game since the All-Star break, honestly. Um, his stuff is still good, and he goes out there, and he holds the other team uh, to you know very few runs, if any. But for some reason, our bats just aren't working the day that he's out there scheduled to play. So, uh, you know, you look at the batting average, Diaz, who's harder than him? On base percentage of 385, slugging percentage around 400. Uh, Rosarina, 17 home runs now. Uh, I, I think, speaking of home runs, I think Paredes has his 16th home run after the other day here with a with a big hit. Uh, uh, Rosarina, RBIs, 66 RBIs. So this team, from a defensive standpoint, uh, we're pretty solid. You have Peralta out there in the outfield. I like Siri more and more every time I see him play out there. Um like I said, you have a uh, Rosarina, you have Diaz, you have Ramirez, Paredes. Uh, I'd like to see Mejia out there. Brandon Lowe, I'm still waiting for him to get hot. Now, it might take him, <laughs> if he gets hot during the playoffs, that's fine with me too. He's going to be there in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter, but we do need his production at some point the rest of the season, uh, as well as obviously in the playoffs. But you do have people out there that are uh, picking up the slack. Uh, Chang had a nice hit the other night for us. Uh, who else did I say? Uh, Choi. Choi's out there. They've been platooning him a lot. But the team right now is playing better. The chemistry is more and more evident every time they go out there. This team is a team that knows that they're not going to give up no matter what the score is, whether it's the second inning or the 11th inning. They're going to go out there and they're going to give it all they have. They don't have anybody that uh, hot dogs it out there. They don't have anybody that doesn't give 120% every game. And the one thing that Cash does well to his credit. I may not give him credit enough, but the one thing that he does do very well is he has everyone prepared, ready to go for every game. 
he made, you know, unless you have a day off ahead of time, you best be prepared and keep yourself in the game, know what's going on, and get ready to play because he will call your number up there and you don't want to let the rest of the team down. So he does uh, have a way of keeping everybody in the game ready to go. We'd love to hear your thoughts on what you think uh, the, the race chances are the second half of the season. What do you think about Glasnow's extension? Uh, when do you think we'll see Franco back? Do you think uh, a little bit of a setback he had with some pain in his hand and some rehab games? Came back here for some more rehab in St. Pete. He will be back. Just a matter of you know, making himself get right and get back. So the number here, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com. If you want to shoot me an email on the Rays or anything else, and we'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back sports fans shifting gears to the bucks last time we were on the show of course we're talking about where's tom is he coming back is he retiring is he on the mask singer what's going on well we said here on the show he was taking some time off and as long as the team the coaching staff was okay with what he was doing. It would all work out. He came back stronger than ever, had a great first day back at practice this week, and is going to be playing tonight as the team travels up to Indy to take on the Colts in, of course, the last preseason game of the year. Very important, I think. Now, we've gotten a lot of emails and questions about should Brady be playing in this game? And I think it's important, especially the way that uh, you have a offensive line that everyone knows has been banged up, losing uh, Jensen, of course. Um, I think that it's important that we look at Robert Hainsey tonight playing. It's important that uh, Brady goes out there and takes some snaps and gets ready for the first game of the season up there in Dallas the first week of the season. It's not going to be an easy road. I, I think that everyone was more concerned about where Brady was doing. What's he? Where was he? What's he doing? Where the question is, is he going to be okay with this offensive line and get used to it? So he does have to get back and, yes, take some snaps. He knows how to protect himself. It's his 23rd preseason camp, so you're not going to show him anything that he really hasn't seen before. He's not going to put himself in any position to get injured. I'm hearing that the... Colts are playing their starters for the first half. I think that we'll see our offensive line playing for the first half. I don't think we're going to see Brady playing more than two or three series. If, in fact, he goes out there the first series, leads the team down the field, scores a touchdown, we may not see him after that. But I do think that he wants to go in there and... You know, get acclimated, play, play into some game time conditions, which will be the closest that we're going to see to game time conditions tonight. So, 
Todd Bowles says, when asked if you're healthy, you're going to play tonight. He wants to see some you know, continuity with the offense especially. And I think that's important. So I mean, you have to remember that two weeks from now, up in Dallas is the first game. And people say, well, you have the whole season, 17 games and all that. But I really believe that a game in September is just as important as a game in December. It goes towards the record. If you look at the schedule that the Bucks have, and I'm going to throw that out here as a question, what do you think the Bucks record will be after the first four games? Go to JimmyBSports.com, reply to that question. Uh, what will their record be after completing the first four games of the season? If you want to talk about a uh, opening schedule, I think it's the toughest of anybody in the league. Talked about going up to play Dallas up there. Then we go to play the Saints, who actually gives us fits all the time. I believe we lost twice to them last year. And, you know, that's a one o'clock game up there at the Saints. So I don't care who's the quarterback for the Saints, whether it's going to be Jameis or someone else. They're going to give us a good game. They always do. They know how to play us. And it's going to be a uh, game that's one in the trenches. And we'll see about that one. The third game is going to be the Packers down here. You talk about. Everything that Rodgers is doing up there in Green Bay, getting the team you know, ready, praising them one day, you know, trying to motivate them the next to play better. So you can't count out the Packers anytime. They'll be down here for the third game, and then we'll play the Chiefs on the fourth game. I think that's going to be a uh, night game. If it's a Monday, it may be a Monday night game, if I'm not mistaken. But you, know, you got those four teams, Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs. What's their record after the first four games? Would you be surprised if they're, you know, one and three? Would, would that be a big surprise to you? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, actually. Would you be surprised if they go three and one? That could happen as well. So anything can take place. The Cowboy game is going to be the big one. So I back to what we were talking about. It is important that Brady gets some type of playing time uh, tonight, which which he will. And let's just hope that there aren't any injuries to anyone on the team or on the other team as well. I don't want to see any team suffer any injuries. I want them to all be at full strength going into the season. Talk about injuries. Now, Tyron Smith, the left tackle of Dallas, uh, bad injury. He's out pretty much for the season. Uh, so now what we're going to do is we're going to get after Dak. We'll talk more about the Cowboys game as we get closer. But there is a two-week layoff between tonight's game and, and when they actually go up there and play. So we want to make sure that we do stay sharp. And I think that as we get um, all of the players healthy, talking about um, everyone on the offensive line coming together and, and gelling as a team – but you have to remember that we want to make sure that our starters, Evans with the hamstring, has been able to play. Godwin is coming along well, but don't expect him to oh, be there for the first couple games. I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him for at least you know, after the fourth, fifth, sixth game. Uh, you have to be careful with him. We want to make sure the four nets all set to go. We want to see, you know, we got Julio Jones out there. We 
uh, it's going to be interesting to make sure the team is all on the same page, and that only happens by playing. So we want to see that continuity, just like Ball said. I want to see something out of uh, Gadecki out there on, on the offensive line. Very important that he goes out there, and you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, he's the rookie uh, coming out of Central Michigan. I think that you know he can go out there and, ha- and and have a great game, or go out there and you know as a rookie playing against some of these seasoned pros on the against the defensive line there, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So I think that I want to see him play. I want to see what's going to happen um, with Hainsey as the center. So again, a lot, lot to talk about about the Bucks in the coming weeks. Good to see Brady back in the uh, saddle there. I think we're going to be able to see a little bit more of the team as they play tonight, what to look forward to. And I, I do look for a high-powered offense on this team. We can go four receivers wide, let Fournette pick his spots of where he wants to get the ball, and I think our offense could score a, a ton of points this year. So, um, like I said, not worried about Brady being away. I do want to see some um, some good advanced play from the offensive line at least in the first half. I hope they play at least a half, to tell you the truth. I want to see them go out there and play against the Colts starters for the first half. Your thoughts, 877-448-7901. Don't forget to email jimmybsports.com. Let me know what you think the Bucks record will be after the first four games. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Are you in bad pain? You know what I mean. Your knees hurt. Your shoulder hurts. Your elbow and back are constantly killing you. And I'm sure you've tried every pain pill or cream available at the drugstore. Am I right? Well, here's something you haven't tried. Pain Magic. Pain Magic is not available at any drugstore. The only place you can get it is by calling the special toll-free number I'm about to give you. And to make things even better, call right now and find out about our buy one, get one free offer. We're so confident it'll work for you that we offer a free bottle with your purchase. No prescription required. Call now to learn how you can get pain magic and get rid of your pain. Remember, your results may vary. 800-223-7902. 800-223-7902. That's 800-223-7902. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking some college football. It is the end of August, and we're going to be having college football from now until after the New Year. So buckle up. I think Florida State is actually playing tonight. The Seminoles will be hosting uh, Duquesne in their first game of the season. Florida Atlantic's on the slate, hosting Charlotte. And I think uh, Florida A&M is playing up there in North Carolina as well. So we're going to be talking college football for a while here. The next segment's coming up uh, next week and so. So we're not going to touch on it too much, except that we are looking forward to a good season from the uh, the Florida teams, USF as well. If they could win six or seven games coming up this year, it'll be a good year for them. So I think that if you look at college football, 
you have the perennial teams every year, the top top dogs. You have Georgia, you have Alabama. Uh, we're talking about Texas A&M this year. Uh, you know, we can throw in some other teams into the mix and, and get your comments on who you think uh, with the repositioning of some of the conferences, what's going to happen with all of that. But I think if you look at the whole scheme of things, college football is something that the more it stays the way that it was, the better off I think everyone will be. And I know that things change. I know that we're talking about realignments of conferences. I know we're talking about the NIL. And, you know, all those things are inevitable. But I do think that when you look at college football and what college football actually means to you when you think about it. We try to go back to when you were growing up with college football. What did you look forward to? Do you look forward to the, the, the rivalries? Who is your team playing on Thanksgiving week? Those were the things that were important. Not the uh, NIL, how much the players were going to get from the alumni for um, you know, the sponsors for going there. So I think that you don't want to lose uh, fact of, or you don't want to lose sight of everything that's going on with the changes in college football right now. Like I said, we'll be talking more about that. And if you want to weigh in on who your team is for the year and who you think uh, they're going to lay claim to number one and who's going to be playing in the final game there in the first couple weeks of January, definitely go to JimmyBSports.com and let me know. I do want to talk a little bit about the golf right now, the Tour Championship is uh, going on. You, you talk you talk about some money being spent. 28 guys playing in the final tournament here for the Tour Championship with the FedEx points. And out of those 28, the last place uh, person is going to make $500,000. He got a half a million going uh, to the last place player all the way up to 18 million for the first place. Right now you have Scotty Scheffler leading everyone at 19 under after two days. Now, I want to preface it saying 19 under. What happens in the, the final tournament here, the top 10 people in the FedEx points start the tournament, the number one player starts at uh, minus 10, the number two player at minus nine, all the way down to the 10th player uh, at minus one. So you start off with already strokes under par. It doesn't make much sense to me, honestly. I think that um, you're only making the number one player that much more likely to win everything. I guess you can make arguments back and forth, but um, you do have Scheffler leading the pack, like I said, after day two at 19 under. Xander Shoffley is at 17 under. John Rahm is at 13, 13 under. You have um, uh, Kim at 12 under. Cantley at 12 under. Uh, Neiman 11 under, Rory's there at uh, 10 under, then Hogan Young, Cameron Young at 9 under. So um, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Looking forward to see who's going to win that. I, I think that uh, the, the pairing tomorrow will probably be uh, Scheffler and Shoffley, those two going out together, and then uh, Rom and probably 
Cantley in the second to last group. So, uh, love to hear your thoughts about what you think about the FedEx points being given out and more than that would like to hear your thoughts on the back and forth of the LIV and the PGA Tour as you know last week uh, Tiger went out there and had a, a meeting he and Rory I guess are going to be spearheading um, um, some type of PGA league within a league. I heard it's going to be six six teams of three men three men on a team playing a virtual two hour round of golf, something like that. Uh, again, I, as we hear more about what's going on with the LIV and the PGA, it gets more convoluted to me anyway. Every week that goes by, why would Tiger Woods be trying to? Um, Compete or get into a um, some type of match with the LIV in a in a virtual reality setting. I'm going to have to get more information and more details on how that's all going to work because I, I don't understand it. I don't, for the life of me, understand why the PGA is banning all these people, saying that if you go to the LIV tour, you can't come back and play on the PGA tour. They should be going the other way, in my opinion. You need to get some type of um, continuity between the two different avenues with the LIV tour and with the PGA tour. You need to be getting your schedules balanced so that you're not competing against each other. Uh, I, I don't want. I don't really care about Greg Norman. What he has to say, he's not relevant in the sport playing anymore even not playing i want to see the players the top 10 players um, i i miss the Ryder cup that's not going to happen because these players aren't going to be allowed to represent the united states or uh, europeans aren't going to be able to play uh, on their on their side in the Ryder cup the Ryder cup to me was one of the the, the better events when they played every couple of years. That was something to look forward to and, and, and cheer for the team uh, of your choice, whether it be the Americans, of course, who I did, or, or the Europeans. They had a lot of fans. Went back and forth overseas, then over here. And uh, that was a, a great weekend, a great way to see if the team was going to maintain the cup or if it was going to go to the other team for the bragging rights for the next couple of years. That's going to be in the jeopardy. The majors right now, are these people going to be able to play in the majors if they left the PGA Tour. If not, then what, what use is the majors? What are they doing? What, what's McElroy and, and Tiger doing? What, what's their plan? I, I don't un understand the thinking behind it. I don't know what the commissioner is doing, and I think that as long as they keep on uh, putting a divide up there instead of sitting down at the table and figuring out a golf schedule, some type of platform where, you know, the LIVs included, the PGA Tours included, you have all the majors in there. What's going to happen to the smaller tournaments like the Valspar, for example? What's going to happen to the Valspar come this year? Are you going to be able to, you know, field a team with players that are going to be um, able to play that fans want to go out there and see it. It's about the fans to me. It's not about it's not about the players. It's not about the players. It's about the fans. They're the ones that 
uh, allow these groups to go out there and, and, and have these purses that they have with $18 million going to the first place winner of the uh, tour championship this weekend, those kind of things. The fans are what make it, and I think that the fans, if, if they were polled, what would they like to see? It would be interesting. Nonetheless, what would you like to see? JimmyBSports.com, let me know what you think would be a viable option. Uh, do you think that the, the way that they're going right now, do you think Tiger and Rory's merger, if you will, and the new tour within the tour is going to help or hurt the sport? Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions on on. on which way you would think it would be and, and why. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus? One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and T-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. You are listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show, Above the Rim Session, where I talk about the best thing I've seen in sports this week, as well as the worst thing I've seen in sports this week. Let's start with the best. By far, the Little League World Series takes the crown this week. You have teams from all around the world uh, in the international bracket as as well as the United States bracket uh, playing in Williamsport, Pennsylvania for uh, to see who wins the title of Little League World Champions. So we talk about sportsmanship. We talk about sports in its purest form. That's what's seen when you watch these games. You have these players out there, 11 and 12 year old competing and you have like I said you have the parents out there so nervous and uptight watching their their kids play you have uh, umpires I believe a lot of them if not all of them are uh, volunteers you have there are sometimes there are 10,000 14,000 fans in the stands watching some of these games Holidaysburg was the Pennsylvania of the local team up there which had a great showing made it to the final four in the the United States region, uh, United States polling there, or bracket, half of the bracket. So this weekend, today and tomorrow will be the final two games. You have in the um, international bracket, you have Curacao from the uh, Caribbean end of everything playing Taipei, China in one of the games and that will determine the international champion. In the other side you have uh, the United States bracket which will be Tennessee playing a team from Hawaii. And the winner of that will be the United States champion, obviously. And then the winner of the United States champion will play the winner of the international bracket on Sunday to see who the overall winner is going to be. I'm going to say right now, after watching it for a couple weeks here, is that Hawaii is by far head and shoulders above everyone else in this tournament. I think in four games, they've only given up one run 
and um, they have a pitcher that I think pitched 10 innings, struck out 19 batters, and did not allow a hit. So I'm not sure if he'll be pitching today or tomorrow, but uh, if you have a chance to catch it, watch it. So I think sports in its purest form was on display out there in Williamsport this week. Congratulations to all the teams that made it out there and all the little leaguers that play across the country for that matter. On the other side of the coin, I want to talk about the worst thing I saw this week, and that was the decision of the U.S. Open in tennis to not let uh, Novak Djokovic play in this week's upcoming tennis open. I don't understand it. Because he's not vaccinated, they're not letting him uh, come into the country to play in the U.S. Open, which is held in New York. First of all, most of it, if not all of it, is an outdoor tournament. Um, I really don't understand the fact. I know we had some CDC statements this week saying that everything is pretty much winding down as far as the requirements and whatnot. And for the life of me, I don't understand why Djokovic is not allowed to come into this country and play in this tournament, especially when I see what is going on on a southern border with letting people into this country with all types of not knowing diseases and, you know, everything else. Not going to get into all the politics of it, but when you have two ends of the spectrum like that fighting against each other, it doesn't make sense. I want the politics out of sports. And again, if they're listening to me or if anyone out there um, has a good reason as to why he should not be playing, by all means, let me know. So that was those were the best things and the worst things this week. Guys, I appreciate you listening as always. Um, it's fun getting your input. Like I said, the audience is growing every week. We'd love to hear what you want to talk about. Let's hope that the Bucks have a good showing tonight with no injuries at all. Let's hope that the Rays have a um, good productive weekend up in Beantown. And let's hope that everyone else listening has a great productive weekend as well. As always, stay vigilant, stay safe, above all, stay positive, and we'll see you next time in the gymnasium. Take care, guys.